It's snowing in Chicago. It's sleeting in D.C. It's February of 2018, and yet here in South Padre Island, Texas, um, where it's spring break year-round, we're we're at Laguna Bob's celebrating the very first performance of the newest member of the uh, Reduced Shakespeare Company, Marco Antonio Vega, who I think is the only member of the company that has a genuine Shakespearean name. Antonio is your middle name? That's my middle name, yeah. I try to use it as much as I can because I think it sounds nice. Marco Antonio Vega. It flows, baby. It flows. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 582, Marco Antonio Vega. So the reason you've joined us is that Reed Martin can't um, and and uh, be here this week because he's uh, he has to teach his classes, whatever. Um, but he's like, well, who can we get? Who who can we get it? Who knows the part? Turns out you played Reed's part. You played Puck and everybody else in the Utah Shakespeare production of William Shakespeare's long lost first play, Abridged, uh, last year, directed by Chris Edwards, who talked about it on the podcast. Um, how did you get cast in that? Where did you learn Shakespeare? We're gonna we're gonna cover all of this stuff. When did you lose your virginity? We don't you know we don't we don't have to get into that. We don't have to get into that. How did you how did you become to be cast uh, in the production in Utah? Um, so I was I've been working at the Utah Shakespeare Festival for the past maybe five years or so. Yeah. yeah. Um, the as an actor as as an actor yes. <laughs> um, and when they decided to do this production, um, the artistic director Brian Vaughn was looking to put people together who knew each other who um, had a familiarity with each other and he started with me because I have a bunch of training in improv and he, he knew that I have a bunch of training at SUU with Shakespeare. What's that school said again? Um, SUU, Southern Utah University. Got it. SUU. Yeah. It's uh, right next door to the Utah Shakespeare Festival. And so Brian Vaughn started with me. He reached out to a second cast member um, who turned the part down because he got accepted to UC Old Globe. Um, whatever. So, yeah, whatever. Um, and so... We cast it from there, and we we got uh, a, a group of us together, and we had a, a young, wild, and rowdy production at the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Very different than the production you guys do. All right, that's the uh, first yeah. time. That's the first one. He said they were young, different from us. What the hell is he saying to us, Teddy? Yeah, there's some sort of insinuation there's going some on. Some sort of vaguely ageist, but continue. Yeah, so you guys are super old, and 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 uh, no, really, when we got the script, all of us were a little bit nervous. None of us had done a play like this before. We had never done any sort of, we had never been such a large part of a play. You know, this is any, in this play, you're a third of the production or of the stage time. So yeah, you don't get a lot of time sitting in your dressing room. No, no time at all. Yeah. There's no, t- there's barely any time to drink water. Allie was like, Marco, drink water. You need to drink more water. <laughs> Allie saves us in many ways backstage. Yes. Uh, so uh, let's see. So we had a, we were really nervous going into the production, um, and we kind of decided to go 100% on every little joke that we found. 
every every uh, bit that we wanted to play, we went all the way with it. Our blocking was really crazy. It was in a deep three-quarter thrust. Um, and so adjusting from that production to this production was um, a lot easier than I would have imagined, considering we have to do a little bit less in this production than quite we a, did in ours. Yeah, quite a bit less in terms of the blocking. We, you, you can only exit one or two ways. <laughs> yeah, in our, in our version, there was five different exits. There was three, three upstage and two downstage and a deep, deep three-quarter thrust. Well, and I saw the pictures that the Utah Shakes posted online, and it looked like a beautiful, handsome production, not at all reduced in terms of its costumes and scenery and lighting. I mean, it was really spectacular looking. There was one thing about our set that I really loved, and it was the concept of, good timing, uh, our the concept of the set being made out of cardboard. So everything on our set was faced with cardboard. So if you were close enough to see, which I think about half the um, audience was, they could see that the set was cardboard. And so we played with that idea, and it actually it looked way better than it should have. It was it was cardboard, but it looked like a million bucks. Now you say you had worked at the uh, Utah Shakes for five years, and and just talking to you as we rehearsed, it seems like you've done a ton of Shakespeare plays. Have you per how how much of the canon have you actually performed? Okay, so we were talking about this earlier, and I started to count in my head. I think I'm to twelve. I've done twelve of the canon. Um, the almost a third of the canon. Yeah, I, it's crazy to me to think about that, but really it's because in junior high and high school, the focus of the theater department was to get us ready for high school Shakespeare competition. Jesus. Where did you go to high school? I went to high school at American Fork High School. Proud to be a caveman. Um, in, where, where is this? Where is this? Uh, an American Fork. Oh, American, is uh, it American in the, Fork? American Fork High School. Yeah, I'm not that, too creative on the name. Uh, American Fork is a town in Utah. That's right. I'm from California. I, I don't even know anything. Okay, never mind. It's okay. name? Towns after utensils in California. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also a Spanish Fork, and we are not. I'm not from Spanish Fork. Anyway, Marco Vega is not Spanish Fork. No. 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 I'm Puerto Rican Fork. Uh, anyway, so so in high school and in junior high, we focused a lot on Shakespeare. I did my first production, my first Shakespeare production in junior high. I played Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet. Um, and then in high school, we geared our our department towards getting ready for this competition. And my senior year for this competition, I. Uh, I decided I did not want to go to college. I was I refused. I was not going to go to college, and I won a scholarship at the Utah Shakespeare Festival uh, to go to college. And so, whoops, I landed myself in college. And uh, Jesus, well done, sir. Well done. Yeah, thanks. And we, I did classical acting at SUU, and I auditioned five years in a row before the Utah Shakespeare Festival finally picked me up. And on my last year, it was my worst audition. It was so bad. And that was the year they picked me up. And I've been working there, doing lots of different. Stuffs, so. Let, yeah. Oh, come on. It's been five years. Let's th throw the guy a bone, shall we? Yeah, they must have pitied me. I went in there, my first couple of auditions, and I was going so hard. My heart was pumping, and, and I was so focused and yelly and all this different stuff. And my last year was really just sad. Just real sad. Well, everybody knows if you yell a lot, you really mean what you're saying. Particularly in Shakespeare. Yes. Right! Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I think you just broke my microphone. Oh, my God. Uh, so, so you've done 12 of the of the of the can
Cannon. And and so you you so you've done a bunch most of most of these high school, uh, junior high, but then a lot at, at Utah Shakes. But what kinds of roles were you playing in the other shows at Utah Shakes? You were saying this was the one where you never got to go to your dressing room. Yeah. So you, are you usually playing ensemble, small, this Duke from this Duke of Buckingham? Yeah. So the first couple of years there, I played really just background and smaller accessory characters um, in all of the all three of their outdoor productions. Yeah. So that's how I kind of racked up so many so fast. So they had three outdoor productions outdoors. I was in all three of those for three of the four years there. And then in my fourth year is when I did the, uh, oh, I guess it has only been four years at USF. I did two educational tours too, so it kind of blends cool. together. Um, but yeah, I was able to to see great people at work. I saw Tony Amendola um, play Lear, and I got to watch that really up close, and I got to watch, watch Gloucester lose his eye and clean up some blood for that. And so um, it's been really cool to be able to be a part of these really grand, epic pieces and to be so close with them and then to be able to play in a performance that parodies all of it and gets to laugh at it. So there's a lot of references to Shakespeare's, obviously a lot of Shakespeare's work in this play uh, and it's cool because I had just gotten done doing about half of those plays in this uh, in this production so it was a lot of fun. Really cool stuff. Utah Shakespeare Festival, and you're listening to the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? This week, after standing ovations last week in South Padre Island, Texas, and Livermore, California, our 2018 tour of William Shakespeare's long-lost first play, Abridged, continues with performances in Bluebell, Pennsylvania, Hayes, Kansas, Indianapolis, Indiana, La Crosse, and Madison, Wisconsin, the New Victory Theater in New York City from March 2nd to March 11th, and the Pittsburgh Public Theater for all of June 2018. We'll also be doing one performance of The Bible, The Complete Word of God abridged in Orono, Maine in March, and Pop-Up Shakespeare is on sale worldwide. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with our newest actor, Marco Antonio Vega. I have a kid in college and a and a daughter who's about applying to college right now. So as a parent, I'm I'm just praying. I'm praying to gods I don't believe in to say, please don't let them go into the theater, please. Um, how did your parents react, first of all, and then how did they react when you got this scholarship? So um, my parents have always been really supportive of whatever I do. I, I don't know if it's 100% with all of their heart support, but with their lip service, man, they are really behind me. But their, their heart may be there too as well. I'm not 100% sure. That's funny. I'm exactly the opposite with my daughter. She wants to go to the theater. With my lips, I'm going, don't be an idiot. Don't be a fool. With my heart, I'm going... Absolutely, honey. Whatever you want, whatever you want right. is fine with me. Yeah. So I think my parents. Uh, I'm the one who really introduced my parents to theater. Uh, they would come to my high school productions and they would re really just clap and scream for me. And then after the show, it, because if it was a Shakespeare show, my mom would go, "Oh, you did so fantastic!" But we have no idea what just happened. Uh, and so I actually encourage my family oftentimes to not come. To
come see my shows. If they don't like Shakespeare and I'm doing Shakespeare, I don't feel bad if you don't come. I like I have support, but I don't necessarily need the support. I'm going to do it regardless. So. Well, how did how then how then did you get introduced to Shakespeare? Just purely through the school you went to? Yeah, yeah, actually. So I think my older sister might want to take credit for this. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and give Mary Angel a shout out. Um, she had a, sh uh, a class in high school. She had to read and watch A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And so I watched it with her. Um, and that was my very first introduction. And then in junior high, I signed up for a public speaking class. And uh, first day they said, surprise, this is not a public speaking class. It's now a drama class. I tried to drop out of it. They wouldn't let me. That was drama one. I failed that class, but I had a great time. So I took it again the next You failed year. drama one. Oh, I failed it. I, in junior high, I didn't turn in any homework. At one point in time, my GPA was a 0 0.8. That's a real story. Oh my God. So I was taking this class. I took drama one, failed it, loved it. Took drama two, failed it, loved it. And I tried to take drama three my ninth grade year. And my teacher, Chris Jennings, who also deserves a huge shout out, um, she told me I had to pass the class because we were going to be doing a play. Okay. And it was Romeo and Juliet. And I wasn't cast as Romeo. And I was really upset. <laughs> and come to find out, Mercutio is still a role that I like vibe with and really rings with me. So, I mean, Chris and Mary Angel really pushed me in that direction. And then I went into high school and uh, Neil Johnson, my high school teacher, he really shoved me in this direction. He said, this is your path. You need to realize it now. Go. And so um, ever since then, I mean, I still I still reach out to those teachers as like mentors. And they were actually people who I, I counseled with about my my graduate school applications and auditions. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've got quite the support system. And, and for some reason, Shakespeare works in Utah. And so that's where I well, and for some reason, it works with you. I mean, you're, you know, you're, as you've already indicated, already way younger than us. But, you know, you clearly have a flair for the language. It's not a problem. That's not an impediment to you in any way. In fact, you were saying uh, you find Shakespeare easier to memorize than a contemporary piece. Do you know what that is? Can you, can you articulate why the language speaks to you? Rhythm. The rhythm, baby. The rhythm has always been there for me. I think one of the first pieces I ever memorized was uh, Once More Into the Breach, uh, Henry Five, um, and I still, in my mind, I hear it as a rap. And so sometimes when I'm like warming up for a show or trying to shake off some nerves, I will take that speech and I'll just rap it to myself. And there are a number of speeches that this works for. There's a lot in, in the Scottish play that I've found that work as well. So I think the rhythm, that's what I would say. Well, you, you, you can't just say that you do a thing like that and then not oh, give us man, an example of once know. more into the breach as a rap. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a... <laughs> Oh man. Once more into the breach, dear friends, once more. Or close the wall with our English dead. In peace, there's nothing so becomes a man as modest stillness and humility. So when the blast of war blows in our ears, then imitate the action of the tiger. Stiffen us in use, summon up the blood, disguise fair nature with hard favored rage. Then lend the eye a terrible aspect. Let it anyway, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, that was a, I think it's a fairly uh, poor example, but yeah, the rhythm's there, and I've always really jived with that. And even in our production of Long Lost, um, in the USF production, Puck wrapped everything. Everything was wrapped, and as much rhythm as I could infuse with my lines, I definitely put it there. So yeah. Could we get Reed to rap Puck? Oh, we need to dueling rapping pucks. I, I think we should do it. I, th I I I don't know. It feels like Reed could lose, possibly lose that. Um, in our production, we we referenced Puck as Tupac. Oh, 
nice. Tupac. That's a pun we didn't think. That's one puck pun we didn't think of. Um, can you repeat the story you were saying at dinner about what you, one of the first videos you saw was about Shakespeare? Oh, when I was in junior high, I saw the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. And it blew my mind. I could not believe that what, what I was watching, what was happening in front of my face. I remember laughing so hard when, uh, who was it? That kept stabbing himself and vomiting all over everybody. That's Adam, yeah. Oh man, Adam. It was, it was such a great, such a great time. Um, and it was actually one of those days where a substitute teacher wasn't teaching us anything oh. and just put a, put a video on. And it ended up being one of those things that has really stuck with me. And in high school, I directed a small cut version of a few scenes of that production and it ended up being like really a highlight of my senior year to be able to direct these kids in this goofy Shakespearean thing. Because in where I'm from, Shakespeare is a little bit holy. People are like, oh, Shakespeare, that's that's real holy goodness. That's real true. This is in Utah. Oh, yeah. They they really love their Shakespeare. They get mad when we when we place it out of Shakespearean time. Oh, right. Okay. Um, we did a comedy of errors that happened in San Francisco during the gold rush and some people were still not so sure if they could jive with it. And so to be able to see something that a lot of people consider as holy to be played with in this irreverent, reverent way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my first that was my first uh, interaction or my first uh, my first time getting you guys on my radar. And I, I can't believe I'm sitting here right now. This is it, this is unreal. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Send us your introductions to Shakespeare via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. And the RSC is now on Instagram, too, at Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thanks, as always, to Rapping Cluck, Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Rachel Hamilton, but not weirdly the Rachel Hamilton who toured with us in the complete Millennium Musical Abridged. No reason, it is just random. Special thanks to Brian Vaughn, Artistic Director of the Utah Shakespeare Festival. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 582-746ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. And so now you're applying to grad schools, right? In in Shakespeare, in acting? Yeah, I actually applied to UCSD and UC Old Globe and USC, and I did the Erda auditions, um, and I did a Romeo piece for my auditions, which I didn't absolutely love, but it was cool because when they were like, uh, do something else, I was like, okay, here we go, and I could pull out a piece that I really knew and really enjoyed and really loved. So I've learned to kind of be irreverent and, and revel in that irreverence, and in that, it is kind of holy. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.